Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're back. Um, so Taylor Swift came to another game. Oh, did did she? Yeah. You know how like when she was on the tour, like or I don't know, she's still on tour. I think people she were still like, on Oh tour. my gosh, the economy. She's boosting the economy. She's boosting the NFL field like the their fan base. Rating yeah, their fan base single handedly. Because, yeah, I, I still think that this is my conspiracy theory. I think She's paying off writers or something to keep talking about the tour, about like the the big economic thing. Probably, that's, that's but there's still a lot of organic comes from that. Yeah, of course, but but I still think like it's one of those where somebody's somebody started it and then everybody just mimed it. Yeah, maybe. Cause, um, because yeah, in the news cycle, I cannot escape her. She's everywhere. I know. Seriously, she's like they're like talking about her on Bloomberg. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, and then I, I try to you know find you know get away from finance and watch a sports game, and she's, <laughs> she's yeah, she's there. You um, know, she, I gotta go to the movie theater. She's there too. And like, yeah, like no, it's too much. Okay, so my TikTok comment of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have kind of an exciting one after this one, but I have to introduce you to this one first. They introduce me to the concept. Okay, so um, Nate the Hoof guy. So uh, yeah. he, I've told you a little bit about yeah, this. Yeah, y- you showed me a little bit of his fine work, his fine crash craftsmanship. Yeah. So what's the deal? Um, it looks like he. There's a couple different people, but this one specifically, I followed recently. Yeah, it, it looks like if something happens to a like I don't know a cow hoof, I think it's a cow hoof. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes and repairs it, so he kind of clips their their toenail, <laughs> gives yeah. them a, a a manicure, pedicure. I, I don't a know. pedicure. Pedicure. And and that's pretty much the whole video, right? Him kind of cutting down the hoof and yeah. and then like treating the the wound. Yeah. And so he has it. all these different tools and the wounds and right. And sometimes there's like pus coming out, and sometimes it's like underneath the like hoof, it has like soft tissue. So he has to scrape all that off because it's got like a separation underneath it. So there's actually a gap in the hoof. So oh. he has to take off the whole top layer and then just expose the raw skin underneath. It's kind of. I mean, it, I mean, it's like like our cuticles, right? Like it's essentially the same thing. No, not at all. I I don't, I don't know anything about nails. Um, no, I'm just saying. It's like words. if you were to peel off your nail. Yeah, there's that. And s- your raw skin is underneath it, but there's also another nail underneath your raw skin. It's kind of like that. Okay. So, um, since they have like a hoof on either side, right? It's like half and half. So he's working on either oh. half. Oh, I guess because they d- are th- are they bi fingered or something? They have two fingers on their are bi toed. Yeah, they're bi toed. That's weird. Um, that's a weird thing to say, I but yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah, well, he so he's always like working on like every video, like something is wrong. So then on the other side, the good side, he'll just you know trim it, and then he'll put like a little um, platform on it so that when they walk, they're walking on the platform. Uh, so it's true. risen above the other half that has the issue, right? So okay, listen to this part, and then I'm gonna show you a comment, and then I'm gonna show you another comment. Oh, but okay. anyways, the first comment. So. He exposes this raw skin underneath mm-hmm. the hard part of the hoof, right? Mm-hmm. And then this is what he says, right? He's just treating it up, right? And he's putting his little platform on it. And this other claw and finish killing that uh, dermatitis with some salicylic acid, putting a uh, salicylic acid wrap on that, and that should do it. There's not much left there to heal. That hemorrhaging around it is just... So he's got to put the the stuff on it, and then he wraps it. Uh, Salicylic acid. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that is. (laughs) Um, So someone commented, um, being a TikTok hoof expert, I would have used a bit more cedar salsa acid (laughs) in that wrap. (laughs) 
But um, so the thing is, I love so this guy. His name is Nate the Hoof Guy. Mm-hmm. He's great. I love him. He's so sweet. He like has this soothing voice. And the joke in the comments, he has like six hundred thousand followers, right? The joke what? in the comments is, that is a like, lot? yeah. Okay, sorry. I, I six hundred thirty thousand. I, I asked a dumb question, but it's just I don't know. You don't have that many. Like, so yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, but you think you can get that? Oh heck yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so um. The, the joke is, like, in the comments, since he has such a soothing voice and it's just such good videos and they always mm. come up, mm. it's like, oh, I guess it's time for bed. Like, as soon oh. as you see the video, it's, okay. like, time for bed. So, like, this one says, good timing, good night all. Um, and then he'll, like, reference people's, like, common comments and be like, okay, so if you need something to fall asleep to or, you know, whatever. Oh, so, so it's some ASMR kind of. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, so um, I commented... Mm-hmm. On his TikTok the other day, because mm-hmm. I was like, "What happens if both sides of the hoof are are yeah you have to like cut infected? Yeah. Now you can't put a platform block on one side, and then how's the cor- cow <laughs> gonna walk? It's gonna be limping all over the place." And so he replied to me. Oh, nice! He replied to me, and he was like, "I'll post it." I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So hopefully he responds to my comments showing what he does, because I would feel very special. Oh, nice! From Nate the Hoof Guy. Cool. So that's my comment of the week. Oh. That's cool. Roll that intro. <laughs> Welcome right. back. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't know how to comment like all right, cool. <laughs> Thank the hoof guy. I, I guess I I don't have uh, what is it? Eccentric interest. What's that mean? Like different, strange, eccentric. Yeah. Oh, my interests are strange and different. Well, I, you literally have the most strange and different interests in the world. No, I mean I watch sports. <laughs> like that's not that. Sports is your only interest. That is normal. No. Well, you even find within that like weird facts and like weird interesting yeah, things. Yeah. Well, you gotta. I don't know. You gotta. You gotta make it a little bit. Uh. Exciting for for the boring stuff. Mm-hmm. But speaking of my eccentric intro, or no, in I, I was thinking of intro, so I'm like eccentric uh, hobbies. Oh, uh, so you do have them? You're admitting that you have eccentric yeah, interests? Yeah, yeah, I do, but not. I don't think that that often. Okay. Uh, so I, I think this is more boring than eccentric. But did you go to school like college? No, I, I just kind of found some books on the floor and, and read them, but. Um, I don't know. Okay, Doctor Ben. Yeah, we're gonna try something new. Okay. Uh, this time. Okay. So, um, I don't know. I, I kind of like the MCU quizathon quizathon we did. Oh yeah, the other day. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, l- l- go listen to that one if you haven't. It was kind of cool. Yeah. So I'm like, let's do one for math. Yeah. So, um, I try to find any interesting math theorems that I know that at least it won't. Okay. And then and then I a I I'm gonna see if she knows about them, which I'm hoping it's not. Right. And then next to see if she could think of a proof or a counterexample or, or any of that. Okay. So, and so some of these, um, these I can better be fun as heck. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see. Um, some of these, I like riddles. We should do another one with riddles. Oh yeah. That'd be a good one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Some of these we like won't math riddles. Like yeah. That. Some of these we won't prove because they're, they're really complicated, but we'll, we'll, we'll but I'll tell, I'll be like, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So the f- so for the first one, pretty pretty famous one is the four color theorem. Okay. So so you never heard of that one, right? No. 
Okay. So I, I guess I'll let me let me give you the the exact definition. Given any map on a plane, no more than four colors are required to color the region of, oh. of the map so that no two adjacent regions have the same color. Is this on any map with states, countries, or is it saying any shapes? Anything. Anything. You basically given a plane and you wanna cut that plane up into into chunks. Into chunks. As many chunks as I want. As many chunks as you want. And there needs to be Probably four fine. different colors. Or no. how m- or you're asking how many different colors? Basically, it's saying you only need four colors to color the whole map. That's not true at all. I literally put a bunch of, like, uh, let's see, what's the shape? Remember, it has to be on a plane. Yeah. So give me a piece of, give me a pen. Okay. Um, anything that has six sides, and you can like, as long as it has five sides. Like a pentagon. Yeah. Put yeah. a bunch of pentagons yeah, together. And then, and then the, you use four. For the Pentagon and for the sides, or three of the sides, and then you use the the opposite ones. What about the color that the Pentagon is? Okay, so it needs to have eight sides then. Okay, well, give me give me a eight second. Eight sides, so eight sides, and then so that um polygon or not polygon? What's it called? Yeah, polygon. Yeah, it's a polygon. So say you have a polygon with eight sides. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now the four shapes above it touching it. Are all different, okay? I mean, I mean, the the idea is you can use less colors. I mean, you can use more, but you could get away with only four. Uh, uh-uh, you can't, because let's say you have the four colors above it, mm, wait, wait, and wait. then you have the four colors below it. I'm trying to get you a writing utensil. Sorry, there you go. So, so I just gave. Give me the pen. Th- these pens don't work. Oh. So I give you a marker. Okay. So um. So, so you have something with eight sides, so okay? One, all right. two, so we have a stop three, sign. four, five, six, seven, eight, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now you have one shape here, one shape here, one shape here, all touching the top of it, right? And those are all four different colors, mm-hmm. and it's touching that main center one. So now, oh. So, again, you don't have to, you don't have to Oh, use. I see. Okay, you know what I'm going to need to see is, mm-hmm. remember I showed you that TikTok the other day mm-hmm. of um, they thought that the most sides that could touch, what's a pattern where it you can just have the same shape over and over? Like oh, a, a tessel- tessellation. A tessellation. So they just c- discovered a new shape with an extra side that is a tessellation. Mm. And so I bet that one has to be more than four colors. Because I, I bet the largest number of tessellations, like, there's a factor, like, it's a factor of ha- what the largest um, amount of sides are. So, oh, if they have mean. increased the possibilities of the highest sides mm-hmm. of a tesseract, tesser what? Tessellation. A tesseract is <laughs> a 4D shape. A tesseract is the the thing in the Marvel universe oh, that yeah, they yeah, called yeah, one yeah. of the, yeah. <laughs> um, a Tesla. So the oh. max number of colors that, or the minimum number of colors is going to be a factor of the max number of sides that you can have that creates a tessellation. Mm-hmm. That's what I believe. Okay. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> well, I don't think that you have found the updated number uh, of uh, tessellation mm. sides. Okay. So max th- tessellation. Sides. So this one, I can't actually prove this <laughs> because this is actually a big story this was one of the first proofs that was proven by computers 
so it has like a thousand pages or something. Of, oh. And so nobody could reasonably read it all. So so a big controversy at, at the time was that whether this is a legitimate proof or not. It's kind of oh. like it's kind of like a if a tree falls in the forest, does it make it sound like if a proof is given and no mathematician can read it, is it a proof? Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it, technically, it, it's I don't know. Depending on your point of view of proof or proven, it might not actually be proven. I feel like um, it's probably not true because there's like shapes that you can come up with. All you need is five shapes that touch each other. Yeah, but are you literally? What you're claiming is that mm-hmm. five shapes will not touch each other. So all you need is proof by contradiction. I feel like somebody has figured this out. Is there a way to drive fi- five shapes that all touch each other? Like you just need to literally take three spaghetti noodles mm-hmm. and twist them in a circle. They all touch each other. Uh, m- m- well, I don't know. But you remember the whole Arizona thing? That it's there's like a an arroyo is it an arroyo, where it's like it, it it's like a like there's an island in Arizona and then there's an island in it that like the inner island doesn't do daylight savings but the outside island does and oh then, yeah yeah it could be something like that anyways what does that have to do with well I'm saying in terms of like coloring it but okay um a- anyways yeah so the the big thing about this is that I it's technically proven potentially depending on your opinion. Have a proof, but okay. Well, I feel like all you need is five shapes that all touch okay, well, each other, well, and then I'll figure that out, and then I'll bring it back next podcast. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll hold my breath on that. <laughs> all right, this one, this one, I I think you're not gonna like. Okay. So so th- I I saw I saw this proof in uh, Math 300. Okay. Which is the intro to proofs. So and so I had this with your advisor this class. Oh, did you? Oh. Okay. So do I know this one already? Uh, no. Did I had you take this one with your advisor? No, I, I took it somebody else. Who'd you take it with? Childress. Oh. So so this one, okay. Not ASU. So this is Anyone's it. asking. Was yeah. she good? Yeah, I think was, she was good. I only okay. took two classes with her my okay. whole 10 years. Um, so this is an irrational to an irrational power. That, that's okay, that, that's irrational to an irrational power. Yeah, so okay. that, that's just the heading. So that's what I wrote. Okay. Okay, theorem. Mm, there I exists don't know that much about irrational numbers to a power, but okay. Yeah, so theorem. There exists A and B in the real numbers. Okay. That are irrational. Okay. But A raised to the B power is rational. Oh. Is that possible? Yeah, is that possible? I'm telling you that that is a theorem. And the more the more important story is the proof, because I, I think you're you're gonna hate the proof. Okay, well, uh, wait, 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 wait. Say th- say it again. Let what me is it claim? Yeah, let me re- it is or it isn't. Let, okay. me, let me rephrase it. So, so you can see it. There exists A and B okay. that are irrational, okay. but A raised to the B power is rational. Okay. Not every, just, just A. Okay, so an irrational number is where when you write it as a decimal, it goes on forever. That's one way, I guess. You, no. So you can only really uh, express it as a As a decimal. Fraction. Y- y- no, you can't express it as a fraction. Oh, the opposite. Okay, right. Yeah. So, so you like, can only... So like square root of 2, pi... E, those are those are irrational numbers. Well, is E irrational? Yes. Well, E to the I pi, those are both irrational, and it equals zero, and zero is rational, isn't it? E to the I. P- Wait, what was the qu- what was it saying? That is not possible, or there the exists. I- there exists. Oh yeah, yeah, E. 
Well, and I times well, pi. See now, now it becomes an interesting question. Now, what I is I times pi? Is that rational or irrational? Well, I, I, I don't think it. I don't think that the definition holds up because I think irrational is only dependent on real numbers. Oh, and I is not. Yeah. I is not real. Yeah. So, so, so that makes it a little trickier. But I think you are right. E to the i pi is equal to negative one. Yeah. Oh, negative one, not zero. Yeah, because yeah, e to the i pi minus one equals zero. Mm -hmm. so um. So, so do does you that exist? I mean, that'd be a weird thing to not exist and like make up that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that, that that is just true. by deductive reasoning. I feel like it's true, mm -hmm. but like I can't think of a case where it would be true. But because of the whole e i pi thing, I'm feeling like e to something irrational is equal to something else. Okay. So, uh, again, this is just that there exists, so you just have to prove one example, and you're done. Wait, 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 hold on. E to the B, okay, is mm -hmm. equal to, like, let's just say R, for, and R is a real number. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's just take the Bth root of A and the Bth root of R. So uh, what you're saying is that there exists a Bth root of R, there exists an R, where when you take the bth root of it, which is an irrational number. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what the bth root of, like, I don't know what an irrational root of something yeah. would be. Yeah, yeah. Th that's the tough part. Yeah. I think that's where it. But the, the thing is, you were pretty close. You can just pr prove it with an example, though. Yeah, exactly. But you were pretty pretty close on what the, the main idea is. Okay, so when you take the root of something, it's like raising it to the one over something power, right? Yeah, but you may maybe want to think about it in terms of uh, um, fractions, like right. Because instead yeah, of when you raise something, yeah. So instead of thinking about power, it's raised to the one over that thing. Yeah. So maybe think. So about it's it like R to the one over B, right? Mm -hmm. So B is irrational; can't be written as a fraction. Mm -hmm. So I can't write it as the inverse. You can. So it'd be like one over pi. Mm -hmm. So r to the one over pi of something Ooh, this has something to do with like a cosine <laughs> I, don't no, know. No. I don't know go ahead okay so we know square root of two is irrational oh no oh no d the square root of two it's like one okay okay no, no, okay no, no, no. keep going it, keep going it's actually i don't know it could be clever or it could be stupid so so our a and b is going to be the square root of two Okay. A and B. So yeah. So it's oh, they can be the same thing. Yes. So okay. So square root of two raised to the square root of two power. We don't know what that is. Right. Right. So if it is rational, we're done. Wait, we don't know whether square root of two is rational or irrational. I mean, I mean, based off of the proof, we don't know. Okay. So suppose it is. IRL, do we know? Uh, it I is irrational. I don't think it is. I think it is irrational. Okay. But suppose so for the for the argument of the proof. If it is true, then we're done. That Why? Why would we be done? Because cause we're assuming, like, if it is rational, that satisfies the... Oh, oh, I see. Assume square root of 2 to the square root of 2 is rational. Yeah, then, okay, we're, okay. then we're done. I thought you were saying square root of 2 is yeah. rational. Okay, okay, okay. So, so like, okay, okay. Well, but what I'm if... I'm following it, you. So what if, it, what if it's not? So it's irrational. Mm -hmm. So we raise that to the square root of 2. So it's be... Root 2 raised to root 2 raised to root 2. Okay, wait. So, let's say that it is. Mm -hmm. Then we need to just prove by contradiction that it isn't. No, no. The, or the other way around. No, Um. basically, you have two options. Either rational or irrational. 
Uh-huh. If it's rational, then we're done. Right. If it's irrational, then we can raise that to the square root of two and check if that gives a rational okay. number. Okay, okay. But then it's root two raised to root two raised to root two. Then you bring one of the, the top root two down mm-hmm. to the power. Then you have root two times root two, mm-hmm. which is <gasps> two. No way! And then root two raised to the, s- to the two, which is squaring it, you get two. But th- isn't that kind of inception? Because is root two to root then in that case is a irrational. Actually, it is because you thought you, yeah, that's an ins- that's inception. Yeah, I, th- I I hate because in this case a so in the first case let's say that this is rational, a is square root of two, b is square root of two. Mm-hmm. It equals something rational. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's say that that's rational. Mm-hmm. But in the case that it's irrational mm-hmm. then a oh a is okay 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 you're right you're right you see it now okay yeah i see it now it, it, i was gonna i thought it was the other way around. okay okay yeah it, it, wow I, that's kind of clever that's kind of cute who made that up yeah i guess i guess my my professor did oh <gasps> really guess. i don't know oh I, so cute i hate him I, her oh oh your children okay oh, yeah yeah so so i, I, I was I, I was a little annoyed with it Cause it's like I guess it's true, like we <laughs> proved it, but it's that's like really cute and clever. I love that. Yeah. So why didn't I think of that? Yeah. So I mean, you were on you were on on the right track in terms of thinking about our ir- irrational like mm-hmm. irrational roots. It, it just you needed to undo the irrational root to get the. I rational I number. feel like that one. I don't know if I ever would have gotten it, but I could have gotten closer to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I mean, I only gave you like about two minutes. Uh, yeah. uh, of thinking time. Yeah. And and it came out pretty pretty clean. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what are we on? Three? This will be the third one. Yes. Okay. So this one is actually kind of interesting. I don't know. I, I guess I find them all interesting. <laughs> um, this is about constructible numbers. Okay. So a, a constructible number, I guess I, I wrote down the definition. Uh, a number R is constructible. If given a straight edge and compass, we can construct a line segment of length R in finite steps. So a number is constructible if you can tell me with a compass and straight what? edge. So a ruler. If I have a straight edge and a ruler, I can draw it. Mm-hmm. So it then it's constructible. And, and I guess what kind of ruler? And I guess you assume that the ruler has length one. Of what? Just whatever unit you want to call it. Just length of one. One. Does inch it have width. half like marked on it? Um, I don't think it does. Okay, so it's just one. So it's the natural numbers, like what? No, you can make the square root of two. How could you make the square root of two? You you draw one line segment of length one, use the c- compass or or the edge to make the right angle, and draw another line of length one, and you connect the two, and that's square root of two. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you can use it. Okay, okay, okay. I'm following. Yeah. So so those are the con- okay. Those are the constructible numbers. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess this is the theorem. Can you double a cube? So so given a cube of unit volume, so volume of one, mm-hmm. can you make can you make another cube of um volume two? So what do you think? So is it construct is is a cube another cube constructible by its cube? I do guess. I still have the ruler and the compass? Yeah. Oh, I still have the ruler Learn. and the compass. And the cube is unit one? Or whatever unit, I guess, you desire. But, I mean, you just, without loss of generality, just assume it's unit one. Yeah, why not? 
So, so what would the? So let's say let's say the cube is two, right? It's unit two units. Okay, by two units by two units. So I'll be volume. Is it on my paper? Yeah. So it's volume eight. Or you're asking if I can do it on my paper? Like draw two of them? Yeah. So say you have say you could draw one. You already have one drawn. A yeah. cube. A cube. And you're like, okay, I want to on make the paper on the paper. And you're like, I want to make another cube, but its volume will be doubled. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, can so you let's do that? say two is our cube here. Let me let me just think about what it would be. So two is our cube here. So then the well, well, the volume of it would be four, and if you double no. that, that would be eight. You can't. No. You're asking me if I could write that. No, the volume of the cube would be eight. Right. And so you need another cube whose volume is sixteen. Right. So what what length sides would they would, would that be then? If I could draw the first one, why can't I draw the second one? It's just the double all the sides. Mm-mm. Why not? So so uh, let's look at the unit cube. One uh-huh. one 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 right uh-huh. three ones. If you double the sides, then you get two two two. <gasps> oh, I see. So Without loss of gen. Okay, I'm thinking about too much about the specific numbers. Okay, one 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 one. And then if you if you double the sides, you get two two two, which is eight. Which um, is you okay, so I need something with the cube being one or a unit, a certain amount of units. Yes. Okay. 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 Um. Hmm. Well, you can't just double the sides, Mm-mm. but you have to double the volume. Mm-hmm. So to double the volume, why don't you just create a graph where you take the integral <laughs> um hold on wait no i'm almost i'm like okay you have to so you have one unit one mm. well, how is it drawn on the table just, just assume it's like the 3d you know that's the the two squares uh-huh. and, then, and then you connect the lines between them okay so let's say times two um because remember the, the, the all the sides are equal in a cube right Mm-hmm. So so just call it x. So then so then you, the volume would be x cubed, right? Of the new one. X I don't know. x cubed equals 2. I don't know. Right. So so we have So Wait, the question is is it possible? Is it possible? I feel like I feel like it is cuz that would be kind of a weird question if it wasn't. Mm. That would be a <laughs> weird question. <laughs> uh, so uh, the, the way you want to think about it, right, is we have a cube. And the, is this prov- proven or no one's found it th- this is yet? This, this is proven. Okay. Um, so you, you have a cube of, of unit of whose size is length one. Uh-huh. So in order to double the cube, then each each side length has to be cube root of two. Each side length, okay, has to be cube root of two. Yeah, then you just need to find an identity. What's it called? Uh, Let's straight edge encompass that. <laughs> no, then you just need to find a thing. Isn't there something that's like the sum of cubes of something y- equals something? So now you just f- use that formula Maybe. to like. But but remember, y- you have to draw it out. You have to use the straight edge encompass to get get you those. So, so yeah, but possible? you know how you were saying like a squared plus b squared equals c squared, and you just took the square root mm-hmm. of that is, mm-hmm. and then you just. To draw it, you had to draw the one by one by, mm. and then the line across. Mm. You just do the same thing with cubes. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. That's for Ma's last theorem. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you do that? Uh, 
I, I'm not gonna go over Pramaz last year because I don't even know <laughs> w- w- what it is. But was so that left to the reader? Yeah, no, that's the famous one. You just said that to me. Well, that's the famous one where it's like uh, the the proof doesn't fit in the margins of this book, <laughs> and and so it took hundred years to to prove it. Okay. Who proved it? Uh, Andrew and how Wiles. Long, how long in, ago? In the nineties. Okay. Um, was everyone like, hey? Kind of, yeah. I, we we talked about this. Remember, it, he was working on it alone in his attic, and people thought he was crazy because he was working on the problem. Oh. And then he solved it, and made everybody looked stupid. <laughs> so so okay so. This question boils down to, is the cube root of 2 constructible? So What if it's not 2? I mean, that's why I said without. Oh, you just need one. Okay. You just need one example anyways. Okay, yeah. Proof by contradiction. Yeah. Long story short, you can't. Okay. You you can't. Because, so this this is the interesting part. I don't know. I find it interesting. Is in order to construct a number, you need two things. Well, th- there are essentially one, but two things. It has to be an algebraic number, mm-hmm. which means it's a solution of a polynomial with rational coefficients. Mm-hmm. And the that wait, hold on. What? Why can't you use the compass and do? Isn't um the distance the circumference like thirty percent of the circumference or or thirty degrees? And when you're going along the cin- circumference, that distance is like one over the square root of something. Yeah, but not the cube root. Yeah, but like we can just multiply things by things, and we can get there, right? Yeah, but but there's no way. So, see, you're getting really close <laughs> because you, you're you're doing roots, right? Which are twos, oh, and you're doing cube roots are just impossible. They're prime, like they're 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 their own thing. Mm. And this, so you like you said it right before I was gonna say it. <laughs> so a number has to be constructible if it's a solution to a polynomial with rational coefficients. Mm-hmm. And the smallest polynomial that satisfies that has to be a power of two. Oh. Oh, so it doesn't work with one. doesn't work with threes. Three, five. So if you want the fourth root oh. or, or the eighth root or the tenth root, you could you could, uh, you could do that. No, the sixteenth root, you could do that because it'll be square roots on square roots on square roots. Oh, well. Yeah, so, so that's, a, that's a tricky sucks one. To sucks to suck. Like another one. If this was a 3D model, though, you would be able to do it. But since it's on a plane, it's on a piece of paper. Yeah. And you'll never have a ruler in a. Mm-hmm. Mm. And th- another one, too, is can you make a square and a circle have the same volume, I think? Like, that's not possible. Constructible? Yeah, yeah that's not possible. Okay. But. I wouldn't think that that's possible. That seems pretty hard. Yeah. But what what's crazy? I don't know. It, it's like you're you're thinking about numbers and stuff, and the next thing you know, you're pulling out polynomials to solve the the problem. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I was like, that's kind of a weird solution, but it works. That's interesting. Um, okay. last one. This one's a a a, a quickie one. Okay. Because I, I didn't even write the proof down. <laughs> uh, that one's left for the 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 listeners. So it must be possible. Uh, it must be true. Damn it. <laughs> um, every rational number can be represented as a sum of four non-negative integer squares. Yeah, I've seen this in my Putnam exam oh, have class. You? Say say the question again. Yeah, this is Le, Le, It's been so long I can't even pronounce the dude's name. Lagrangera. Yeah, Lagrangera's four square theorem. Every natural number can be represented as a sum of four non-negative integer squares. Yeah, that was in there. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember how to do it, but I do remember that that one was in there. Oh, it I thought it was three though. I didn't know that it was four. I would have guessed three. Yeah, I, I I felt like there was a three one, and I and 
my quick research, I couldn't find it, but the four one works. And mm-hmm. then, and then just to go over a couple examples, like uh one, one plus zero square plus zero square plus zero, mm-hmm. and then two, be one one square plus one square. You're essentially building um, uh, just another um. Uh, what's 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 it called? Uh, like ten is, or like uh oh oh my gosh, what's it called? When you have like binary numbers and that's like base two yeah, yeah, something, yeah. what's that called? Yeah, that's just writing a number in a different base. Yeah, in a different base. So it's just writing this in a different base. Uh, sort of, I guess. The the proof kind of well no. And then the proof just tells you how many of them you need, and apparently you need four of them. I see. I see your point. Um, it's not quite that, because you're assuming it's the same number raised to a power. Like base ten is ten to the zeroth plus ten to the first plus ten square plus. Okay, 10 so it's a similar idea. It, it's a similar idea. Okay. Um, from. But yeah, since you can use zeros and ones, it seems pretty like possible. Yeah, so it's not not too crazy. Because you have two is four, so now you have every multiple of four, can be in there. Yeah, that actually makes sense because every multiple of four can be in there. Well, but and you have a one, so, so you can do everything mod four, and mod four minus one is possible. You, you like you so you need two more digits to get to the the ones and twos. Yeah, you're you're pretty you're you're pretty close on on the proof. You, you, one thing that you're you but that make that I would have guessed then you would only need three because you have. Um, everything mod four is already accounted for, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have a two to the, is it squared? They're all squared. Okay, yeah. So two squared. Mm-hmm. Now you have everything to the f- four, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Or no? I I, 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 like I need to see it written out, but I, I, like you're really, I, like what you're saying is really close to the logic of the proof. Okay, so there's something with mod in there that helps you prove it. Mm-hmm. So. The 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 main the main idea, and I think this is what you're really leaning on potentially, is say you do have a solution. Mm-hmm. If you multiply <laughs> all this, no 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 no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. But but no. But the, assuming you do have a solution, uh huh. And then you have another solution. Mm-hmm. If you multiply the sum of four, uh, the sum of four squares, then the product is also a sum of four squares. Oh. So so basically, I- if you prove that. Then you just have to prove it works for every prime number. Mm, interesting. And then and then that's it. And then what they do is they actually do they do mod out by the prime and prove all the possibilities. And then they do a minus one trick in there okay. as well. So okay. So it, it, you were you were pretty on the nose for okay. Like I mean I think that I was out. on the right track, but like I I think I also definitely went in with the assumption from my Putnam class that this is true and the assumption that you led with, which was yeah. there is a proof there for is this. A proof, yeah. But um, so I without those two things, I don't know if I would have. Uh, well, it, it's also another like, well, that's kind of a weird thing to make up and then yeah. prove wrong. So it yeah. seems like it would be true. That that Putnam exact like the Putnam class really helped you kind of narrow this yeah, down once and, you got into that mindset. Right, yeah, more the mindset helped me mm-hmm. with the Putnam stuff. I feel like you would really like the the Putnam exam class. So there's a class for those of you oh. that don't know <laughs> yeah, what sorry. I'm talking about at all. It. I took a class in uh, at ASU that was for people who are studying to take the Putnam exam, which is a, uh, an exam everybody in the nation, well, every 
let me, I'm trying to figure out the best way to phrase <laughs> it, is most colleges offer this uh, exam you could take. Oh, it's by college? It's by college. And then uh, be, there basically is a ranking. And there are mm-hmm. six questions. I thought there was four. No, there's there's six okay. or eight. The, anyways, the, the questions are so hard. I think mm-hmm. that the median is like zero. Like nobody. No, yeah, like you're lucky if you get if you get one. It's like wow, freaking good job because they're questions like this, but on steroids. Mm-hmm. So they're they're really like you have to think out of the box. They're not like um, straightforward anything you would have learned directly in a class. So that's why in the Putnam exam class, um, it you can take the class as one, two, three, or four um, credit class, mm-hmm. and then however many credits you took the class for is just how much homework or presentations you do. And Igor Fullman leads the class, and I love him. He's great. If anyone wants to take the class and has taken Math 300, please listen to me. Yeah. It is not a prerequisite, but I believe that it is, personally. And a lot of people just take it when they need extra math credits. Like, I needed one extra math credit, so I just took it again for one credit. Yeah, it's an easy way to just stack up credits without... I mean, yeah. you do have to try, but it, it's yeah. not like it's a full course thing. Like, you, like yeah. you just solve a couple problems, and they're all independent. Well, independent-ish of each right. other. Yeah, so I took it for four credit class and a one credit class. Um, so I had to do like a bunch of homeworks, and then I had to do like presentations. And then he would just sit there and grill you on like your, your when logic, you're doing the presentation yeah. on like on your logic, yeah. And you would just have to prove it beyond a shadow of a doubt. And people, that's why people who didn't take the proofs class didn't get like, yeah, see, it's just. And he's like, no, but what about this case? What about this case? You can't say say yeah. that without like a shadow of a doubt. Um, so or however that phrase goes. So anyways, I feel like you would like the class because it just makes you think out of the box and just is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I remember one time when I was a tutor, somebody came in with this hard problem and it seemed really simple. And, and, and that's the thing is the problems are simply phrased, mm-hmm. but actually very tough to prove. Yeah. I mean, it's like five sentences or five words and then you're like sitting there for like hours trying to figure it out. Yeah. And like the thing is, even if you like Google it, like a lot of them don't come up, but because... He also does lectures. Mm-hmm. Then within the lectures, you learn a lot of the logic that you can apply uh, to the it. Tricks and, like, have, did you do infinite descent and all that? Um, I don't remember uh, that. That's some, some trick that I've seen once or twice in my mm. like, whole thing. But and then he and then there's like you have to prove this, but you have to do it with a visual proof. Oh, that sucks. So those ones, I love those ones. I would just like command F visual proof like in the book. No. And so you got to pick whatever problems you wanted to solve. That so I would just do the ones that are visual proofs because they were cool. That, that reminds me of the of the thing where you have the triangle and you cut it into pieces and you rearrange it. And then the next thing you know, you have less volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or less area. Yeah, it's like stuff like that. But um, I remember I was tutoring once and a kid comes in with a problem and it seems simple. And I tried. I, like, I tried From the Putnam exam class? Well, well that's, <laughs> that's the thing is I tried to solve it. And then the, the guy's like, that was a Putnam question. Oh, really? I'm like, what? Look, You're like, why'd you give me that? Well, no, the, the another kid came came oh. in to, to tell me that. And it's like, oh, like, like no, well, no shit. I didn't, wasn't able to solve it. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's my good. that's my experience with, with Putnam. Um, yeah. It, it probably was a sample class. It wasn't the, a real Putnam exam question. It was a Putnam exam, like. Style question. S- yeah, style study book question. Yeah. Um, for, as in for there the were a lot in there that I could not even partially understand, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're tough. And uh, most of the higher, like MIT, Yale, and like like the Ivy Leagues are, are the top ranked schools. And, 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 mm-hmm. and they, I think they usually get full points. So why don't you um, 
full points what those students get all of them or is that what you mean mm-hmm. oh well mm-hmm. um i feel like why don't like more people like enter that like why don't you like since you have a phd well, like why don't you study for the exam and, and and take it just for funsies like can anyone do it do you know the uh, deal or no y- no i think you have to be a college student because you have to you have to be part of the uh, university, and also, um, two. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> You're not like competing as a student with yeah. someone with a PhD. Um, and also, too, what I don't like about it per se is you have to memorize a lot of different tricks. And and like, is that a real mathematician if you're memorizing like a tool set to yeah. use? So, so yeah. So I I don't know. I have my it's my memorizing like different ways to prove things like it's just memorizing different styles of proofs in my head that's how i think of it i, I guess but I, but you see it you see it in your number theory background you see it as like hacky proofs no, no it's more of it's it kind of balances between rote memorization and proofs like it's like kind of a mixture between yeah but because two. you can never solve a putnam exam question with any one singular thing like i assume I guess maybe this is more my assumption. I assume that the ones on the real exam are using, like, okay. I assume that the ones from my practice book mm-hmm. are using one trick, but the ones on the exam will use a combination of the oh, ones. Yeah, so that's uh, why mine and the practice ones are easier and helps you learn to actually solve the well, real ones. Okay. That's in my head how it works. And they might be, and that's the like. Yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. Out of the p- the 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 thing is, I think if I remember correctly, the, the the practice ones are probably from an old exam. It's just they have an easy, medium, hard one. Oh, okay. So 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 it's so some that's why most people get at least one because it's the easy one. Mm-hmm. But um. Also, the other thing was, it teaches you how to think out of the box, yeah, and so that's, that's why. Like, I mean, I I don't remember ever seeing anything. Eh, maybe there was something with like mod and whatever but like that's why i was somewhat close on that yeah, one because i do remember like the tricks but it none of those tricks were a direct thing that i remember like learning yeah because because i would have i wouldn't have been able to have a good idea where to start with this proof to be honest like the right but because i knew the handful of tricks i could like come up with a new trick based off of my knowledge of yeah. thinking outside the box then that's the thing that what you got me with is it's like oh a minus one is like when i read the proof I'm like why is there a minus one like you you were able to like identify that there's like a you have to subtract something and then move something yeah around. but well it's like roman numerals like you have to you can you prove that roman numerals like every number can be created off of the the numbers that you have I'm sure you use mod in there. The Roman numerals. You know Roman numerals like I and V yeah. and X and all those? Yeah. Prove with a math proof that every number can oh, be represented oh, oh, see, with Roman numerals. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm sure you use mod in there. Maybe. That sounds like a strong in- induction proof. But I don't remember. In- oh, oh yeah. That, that's the one where you prove up to a certain point and then you prove. Plus one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I don't right. know. I, I think... Sorry to bore you. This one's probably really boring for the people who don't actually like math. I guess, but but I, I liked it, so yeah, it's fine. It was a. I, I think I feel like I, I did pick some interesting ones. Some Maybe some for one of them, ones. we'll we'll have to give like a long gap. But yeah, for yeah. one of them, we can have you all think of. I'll give you Putnam oh, sample questions. Yeah. I would have to like prep for that one, so at least because otherwise, be no. Like, like I'll give you easy enough ones. Oh, okay. Like I won't give you the super hard ones, but I'll try to see if you can start thinking outside the box. It'll be like like um what I told you about my interview. I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you know this? No. Do you know this? No. Yeah. Do you know this? No. But 
Yeah, that that'd be a good good uh good one to round back around with. But we'll wait a while for that one because this one bored the heck out of people. But yeah. people who like math will. The five people in the world that like math. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think they'll appreciate it. <laughs> All right, thank you for listening. All right, see you guys. Bye.